Sony's Madam Web, now in theaters. Yep, we're going to talk about it. Welcome back, Geek Variants. Today we're talking about Madam Web. This movie just released yesterday, and I've been up all night recording. It's like early in the morning for me right now. And yeah, uh, the preliminary reviews were not great. Uh, this was sitting at around a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes as of the time of me, you know, looking at the reviews before I went to go see the movie. And then after I saw the movie, still sitting at 15%, and a lot more reviews have come in. So that's not boding well for this particular outing with Sony's universe. So um, honestly, here's my spoiler-free opinion before I really get started to spoilers. You know, this movie goes with the average superhero tropes. All the stuff is pretty standard. You got the unwilling protagonist who doesn't care about anything, who ends up, you know, being involved in a situation she didn't want nothing to do with, but because the responsibility has been placed upon her, she has to answer the calling and be that superhero that the world needs her to be at that point in time. And that's pretty much the, the gist of it. I mean, the villain is, is watered down. Like, you know, he's not anything worth worth looking at as far as I'm concerned. I say again, he is, all the dialogue in the movie is lacking. Like nothing stands out. Nothing is really like, you know, these hard hitting scenes. They even go so far as to change up a very particular line, which I'll get to later. Just, just to uh, flip-flop it, just to try to make it sound different or more impactful, I guess, without making us hear the same thing over and over again, and it still doesn't do it. I mean, the fight scenes are boring and unimaginative. Like, it's just... This this hurts to watch. Like, as far, for as far as we've come with making these movies, this movie takes place in 2003, and it feels like it was made in 2003. Like, when superhero movies were you know, becoming, you know, something and actually, you know, starting to, you know, get some traction because you got Spider-Man 1 that was released at that time and, you know, with Tobey Maguire and they're trying to build up, you know, these these Marvel movies to, to something and it just did not take, like, the main villain of this movie was the writers, the, 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 the casting directors, the producers, you know, all, all of them. Like they they should not be doing whatever this is ever again. They need to fix this. They already had issues because some of the same people who worked on Morbius worked on this. No, never again. Like it's it's that bad. So basically, so this this is where the spoilers and stuff come in. So you know, appreciate to go ahead and hit that subscribe button for me if you don't mind because I want to hear your comments about all this stuff when I get through running through this. So basically, the movie starts off in 1973. Uh, you got Constance, which is Cassie Webb's mother, going through the jungles looking for these particular spiders for some reason. She is pregnant, probably about nine months or so pregnant with it because she wants to find these spiders for some odd reason. So she's traipsing through the jungle, and Ezekiel is her protector. He's the one who's, I guess, kind of guiding her and all that kind of stuff because he's been looking for the spiders too. Unbeknownst to her as to his reasoning why, he just wants to find them. All right. She randomly finds a spider while off screen, and basically he's like, yo, that's what I've been looking for, too. Shoots everybody, including her, and then runs off into the jungle. 
That's it. No, not a care in the world. Like he's got what he wanted. He's after. Here's my first issue. You got Los Aranas, the spider people, who have been, you know, protecting, you know, and helping people in danger and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like a thing. They descend when she's in trouble to come help her and get her to like a chamber to kind of figure out what's going on with her. Nobody gives two craps about Ezekiel. This man just ran off with one of the rarest spiders in the world that apparently one of your spiders and no one gives chase. No one goes to see what he's doing or what he's got. They just see her shot and like, we're going to take care of her. And, you know, one person picks her up and then hops through to go take her where they need to take her. What are the other ones doing? Now you got like 10 guys standing around the cave looking over her and nobody cares that this guy just stole one of these apparently, you know, spiders with these healing properties and all sort of kind of stuff. You know, but I digress. Yes. So that was one of the first things. It just didn't make any sense to me. Uh, basically, they end up having her bit by the spider. As soon as she's bit by the spider, she immediately gives birth to a, looks like a healthy baby girl, and she dies. Like, before she can even touch her baby, I guess she, she dies. And that's it. And he's just like, you know, he promises her in the process of all that's going on that she'll need answers one day. And when she needs those answers, she'll be able to come back here and get those answers. I'll be here waiting for her. And that's it. Fast forward to 2003. Now we're in here. Cassie is 30 years old, running around as a paramedic for the FDNY. And she is doing her best to make everything work. She is a survivor. She's been through the foster system, the orphans. So she's just kind of got that one track mind of, I got to survive. I'm not getting too attached to things, you know, you know, outside of her, whatever her circle is. Like her circle is very small. We see that when they end up saving a person and the kid tries to give her a, you know, a picture, like, thanks for saving my mom. To you know, she's like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. Is is that, you know, I can't even, I can't even fold it. What am I supposed to do with it? Like literally it's a piece of paper. Fold it and put it in your pocket and move on. And Ben even tells her, you know, can I say, Ben even tells her, just, Put it in your pocket and move on. Like you can't fold a piece of paper. Like again, little things that just annoy me. I'm gonna nitpick, so bear with me. Um, but the fact is that Ben Parker is mentioned. Ben Parker is her partner. He is a paramedic with her. They actually mentioned his army background because those of you who don't know, Ben Parker actually trained as in the army as military police. So that that's actually part of uh, you know his story and stuff. When he ends up, you know, eventually, you know, falling in love with May. One of the guys that she was in love with, she was like a criminal or something like that. So him being military police just kind of he pointed out to her that he wasn't a bad guy. So even when he got snatched up, he was there for her. And that's kind of how their kind of thing went on. So the fact that Ben Parker is here, we got a young Ben Parker and he is working with her as a paramedic, which is absolutely fantastic as far as, you know, cool. OK, here's the here's the, the Spider-Man connection. You know, we were waiting for um, as they go through this. She just kind of goes through doing whatever she's to do. She has a couple random encounters with a couple random kids as they go through. These kids are the the you know characters that become the spider women that we've seen in the trailer. So that she flips off one who's you know one that flips her off on a skateboard as she's driving the ambulance. One is you know the stepdaughter of the patient that she brought in the hospital. Another one is in her apartment building. Uh, you know and. They're all kind of 
on their own in each of these instances. Nobody knows each other, but she has an interaction. Uh, I won't say an interaction. She sees each of them. So they're in the same scene for a quick moment. And that's just kind of what it is. As you know, she gets upstairs. Hey, she kind of has that theme of astrays need to stick together. And she's talking to a cat at this point in time. So keep that in mind. That part right there is important, I guess, for her. You know, astrays need to stick together because the next day, Cassie gets on a call and a completely, you know, avoidable situation when she put herself in. She basically ends up falling into the water and goes under cardiac arrest. At some point after just falling in the water she goes into cardiac arrest and she starts to her power starts to awaken she starts to get that uh whole i can see the future thing and basically we get kind of a foreshadowing of what the future is for the movie we see a couple different things and stuff that we see later on in the movie um as you know she basically gets revived by her partner she's like i'm here we start getting where she has these repeat occurrences where again she's kind of seeing things that happen and then it gets rewound and it's like, okay, we already know what's going to happen now. And now she's living through it in real time. And she's like, no, we've already done this, blah, 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 whatever. So think Nicolas Cage from the movie Next, more or less, that's what's going on. So she's doing her thing on the other side of town or wherever else Ezekiel is. You know, he's not really aged at all. He basically, you know, is haunted by dreams of his death. From these three spider women he ends up seducing some agent from some agency to get some kind of super high-tech you know uh high-tech you know stuff that allows him to look into traffic cameras and surveillance and all this kind of stuff like you know super high speed low drag type stuff and he has a uh, a techie that does all this stuff for him in his living room so she's got what looks to be honestly a standard pc setup for any you know serious gamer it's like you know a couple you know a couple monitors so they're probably like, you know anywhere between four and six monitors and blah blah, blah doing whatever so she's able to take what he saw in his dream i guess whatever he said i guess he described him put them into a computer with their masks and everything in full description and then she basically removes the mask and then de-ages them by about 10 years to give them some range because it's supposed to happen in the future because it's shown that he has white hair and all kinds of stuff. And in mind, it's been 30 years. He hasn't aged a day, so to speak. Maybe a couple grays. So that so he looks very good for to, you know 30 years later. And then even in the premonition, so add 10 years, he's got a full head of white hair. And he's you know jumping on the bills trying to fight and deal with them. So it's like, okay, got it. She just de-ages them and bam, she automatically knows what they look like. This is who they are. We can you know figure this out. So let's take take a step back for a second. If this whole thing is possible, so many superheroes could be instantly outed for some of the like Spider-Man wears a full coverage mask. So he's not gonna be outed like that fast. Whereas uh a lot of the female characters, which are like they're given some of these like half masks so that so that you know everything's out with that freaking or it's just like just the eyepiece. Like that's the whole thing that kind of always bugged me about. You know other characters and stuff where they just have the eyes and it's like i can still see you i still know who you are but you know nobody else knows who it is just by covering eyes the same thing it's the, it's the clark kent kind of thing it's like if i put on glasses you you don't know who i am anymore 
same same thing. Does doesn't make any sense. It, it bugs me. I got straight hairs and stuff flying So that just kind of bugged me. But eventually, she has these visions of these girls, and she's gotta go to a point where she saves them because Ezekiel is now hunting for her. This is where the cat and mouse game begins. Ezekiel's not hunting them down. She has all the visions, and she kind of gets them to safety. And now she's listed as more or less. Once she gets them out, she's listed as a kidnapper. They end up getting in the cab and running away. And you know Ezekiel done fought off in his spider suit. Then fought off all these cops. Probably about eight cops on the platform, and like another four or five coming down the platform. He fought all these cops, but they only know, like literally on the radio, within not even five minutes of them getting in the cab on the radio. These three girls have been abducted. Cassie's the kidnapper, so on and so forth. What are they going to do? No mention of the spider guy whatsoever. No mention of this guy climbing on walls and just beating up a bunch of cops. She's the kidnapper. That's it. Okay, cool. We'll run it. Okay. In the process of this, she eventually tells the girls that, hey, I got to go figure out what's going on. Basically, she leaves them on their own, which is classic story trope. They go get into some stuff because, again, Teenagers don't listen. People don't know how to lay low. People don't stay still. Everybody's always got to get into something when they're told to, hey, chill out. We don't want them to come looking for you. Oh, we're going to go to this diner anyway. You know, fast forward, basically, he finds them. She's got to come rescue them and get them out of there. In the process of that, she gets a little bit of poison, so she ends up having to teach the kids CPR in case they get poisoned. This is how you can save somebody who goes into cardiac arrest, because that's what the poison is going to do, is put you into cardiac arrest. So this is how you save them. You got to do CPR. Now, there's a lot more stuff involved in this, but that's the rough gist of it. Now, everything that has happened up to this point has literally just been him chasing them. So she decides to go get answers, and she goes back to her mom's book, and everything she has in a little trunk and is like i gotta go to peru stay safe i'm gonna hook y'all up with ben ben hang on to them for a the time being we of course have seen ben now with mary mary is pregnant you know we know who she's pregnant with and everything's just kind of on standby at this point for them she goes you know cassie goes to peru to go figure out what's going on she manages to walk right into the jungle she has little maps, I guess, to get right where she needs to be, and she finds, you know, the her her savior, who was there for her. <clears throat> In the process of this, we get a whole. Hey, let me talk to you for a minute. You need to know what's going on. Do you trust me? And then he gives her that Doctor Strange push. You know that the ancient one, bam, knocked Doctor Strange into his little astral form. Same exact stuff. Bam, push her astral form falls out her body into the water and she starts to experience things and basically she gets to heal her trauma this is what it heals her trauma because she actually talked to her mother and find out what's going on why did her mom go to the jungle and basically put her in the situation she's in now because she had some kind of you know defect some kind of birth defect that nobody could do anything about so she's going to find the answers on her own so she went to go find this rare spider to try and cure the birth defect <clears throat> i was saying thanks mom sorry i harbored all this ill will against you all this done in a time span of about five minutes, and you know, she's back feeling better. The thing is, how fast does that venom work? Because Spider bit her, and she was born like 30 seconds later. So, whatever issue she was having in the womb, like that stuff was fixed almost instantaneously as soon as she was bit. 
I don't think the water had nothing to do with it. She was floating in. All stuff. No, she got bit. She was good to go. She was born a healthy baby girl. No no issues whatsoever from what we can see. Movie magic at its finest. <clears throat> so eventually she, you know, her powers are, they're already been, been awakened from earlier. So, so now they're kind of heightened a bit and she gets some kind of uh, motivation now to go back and kind of take care of the girls. And we get this line. This is the line that kind of bugged them earlier. You already know with great power comes great responsibility. Are you expecting to hear the line? I was trying to see if they were going to slide it in some type of way. They sure enough did. They just did it backwards. When you take on the responsibility, great power will come. This is the line that's given by the head of the Los Aranias. Like, this is what he said to her that kind of sparked her whole thing. And it was like, really? This, this is what we're going with it? All right, cool. Whatever. Final confrontation time. She's got to head back to New York. Now, keep in mind, she is able to move through New York. She had she stole a cab to get the girls out of there. She took the plates off the cab. She's able to drive this cab around, drive to the airport, get on a plane to Peru, come back, still have access to that same car, and drive back to Ben Parker's house to go get the girls since that's where she, she left them with, with no trace whatsoever. Ezekiel has this high-tech technology and has already run into her, seen her face, tried to poison her and stuff, and he's not able to search her. Like, all the other girls, their houses are being watched, their their families are being watched, all this stuff is going on. And even with one of the girls, Anya, she lives in the same building, same building as Cassie. And not once, and Cassie has been home to go get the box of good stuff. Not once has anybody... Decided to check for her in what time? Like, not at all? Okay. This is the one that's keeping you from the, the three girls that you need to kill to preserve your life, and you don't look for her at all. Fantastic. Fantastic storytelling. So either way, she decides that she has the premonition that, oh, they're in trouble. I got to save them. I got to you know, get to them wherever. Mary's water done broke. So Ben decides to take the girls to the hospital with mary to go get checked out i was like leave the girls at home they're safe there no one has come looking for them there so to speak even though you know they should all be watched and stuff because again cassie should be being watched and all of her friends which would include ben and if you're watching ben then you would have found the girls and then you would have been able to go get the girls and then cassie would have been in peru while this happened the movie would have been over but i digress ben takes the girls and mary you know to the hospital because the ambulance is not going to get there in time but Shortly after they left, the ambulance pulls up. You know, when Cassie pulls up, ambulance pulls up. Cassie's still an ambulance to go get them. And she has this, you know, she's got these crazy driver skills from earlier in the movie. And she ends up driving through some big, you know, building off a cliff into smacking into Ezekiel as he's about to kill everybody with a bomb and saves everybody. Great. Mary and Ben, you're okay now. You can go to the hospital. I got the girls. Now they split up. They decided to go to an abandoned fireworks factory. This is the premonition that she had to get to the abandoned fireworks factory. After outstanding, after all this rigmarole, basically, we get there to this factory because Mike Epps is in the movie. Mike Epps is killed at this abandoned factory in a crash that looked like it was going about 10 miles an hour, which he probably should have, he maybe, maybe would have had a broken arm, if anything. But no, he, uh, he dies from this, which is very traumatic for her. Um, 
But no, they go back to this place and set off flares and a random smoke bomb inside an EMT bag. Don't know why. Set off all these flares to set off these fireworks to basically trap themselves inside the place while they're looking for rescue from the police on the roof. And, of course, the police don't make it. They, they Stuff gets blown up. And now they've got to face off with Ezekiel and they don't know what to do. They all try to attack Ezekiel separately, of course. And he puts each of them in a life-threatening position except for Cassie, and he's kind of walking Cassie down. Now, your whole purpose is to kill these girls. Why are you now hyper-focused on Cassie at this point? They're all dangling by their fingertips, about to fall into fire and everything else. He completely ignores them, and then walks down Cassie for some reason. Cassie decides to use her powers because she is told that she can eventually use her powers to be in multiple places at once. So she creates apparitions of herself to grab up all the girls physically help them up and, and get them to, to safety. And she has time to do this before Ezekiel decides to attack her and then knock her apparitions back into her and then proceeds to walk her down again where eventually some signs blow up, some stuff falls down. He gets trapped between two steel beams. This is Ezekiel. Ezekiel can lift about seven tons at minimum. His powers are below Spider-Man's. Um, as far as level, because again, it's the whole true totem thing, which I'll get into with the comics and stuff later. But he can lift several tons, and he cannot lift these two steel beams off of him. Basically, he ends up falling. He smacks his head on the concrete. Then the building falls on top of him in the process, and he's again bleeding out the head. And that's supposedly the end of him. The process, Cassie falls off into the water again. Stray fireworks hits her in the eyes. She has another little vision moment, and the girls basically end up saving her. The CPR they learned earlier, they get her back to life. She's she's good to go, but she's now blinded. So now they're in the hospital. Mary's in another room, have de having delivered a healthy baby boy who is never referred to as Peter at all. And then Cassie is in the room. She had pretty much adopts the girls and says, are these immediate family? Yep, these are my family. She takes them. They talk about how Ben's happy to be an uncle, and Cassie says something to the tone of, well, he's happy now, but it's going to be quite difficult later on, which leads us to believe that she can now see further into the, instead of just seeing a few minutes ahead, she can now see further into the, now she is now seeing several years into the future. This is like at least, you know, 10 years into the future, roughly, again, I'm speculating here, 10 years into the future, because I can't remember the exact age where Peter went to go live with Ben. But several years into the future, and sees everything that's going on. So her powers have now expanded. And the entire time, only time we got to see the spider women in action was in dreams and premonitions. When they went to go kill Ezekiel in his dream, that's the only time we got to see the spider women in action. When Cassie says, you know, she has a this whole like, hey, I can now see things more clearly now. I can see a lot better and stuff like that. She eventually has a scene where she's in full spider gear and she has the three of them in full spider gear and they just kind of have a moment and then scene cuts and that's it and the movie no extra cut scene no nothing so girls never had powers throughout any of the movie all right they never got any powers the spider that ezekiel had took was still in his house with the little tech girl who i don't think i ever got a name for but the spider is still there in the house as far as i know Ezekiel is now dead. We know how Marvel movies work. 
you know, he's dead. I see him on the ground bleeding outside his head, but is he actually dead? I don't know. Um, unless somebody disintegrates somebody, we don't know. So he's not dead, and now we got the future of the Spider-Verse, so to speak, kind of coming to fruition. Um, like, we'll see in, ten, in roughly about 10 years, give or take. Uh, apparently, these girls will become, you know, spider women in their own right and become each of their corresponding spider women. That's it. I'm not happy with this movie at all. Like, I have no idea where they were trying to go. It's like they're trying to put together a puzzle and they are making up pieces as they go along. That's all it is. Like, no one has the final picture in mind of what the puzzle should be, what it should look like. You gotta think like Avengers Endgame was a big puzzle, so that and each movie was a piece that was put in to build the final picture, and this is what we see. We get none of that with Sony. I have no idea what they're trying to do. They got a, a great, you know, ticket there with Miles. They're doing great with the animated universe. You can literally leave Peter Parker to his devices with the MCU and let them do what they're doing with the MCU. And, you want to finish producing this, the Spider-Man movies? Okay, fine. Run it. You can run the solo ones with you and then have them doing the MCU stuff. Cool. Run this with that. But you can literally start bringing Miles into the picture. The fact is you even had Andrew Garfield talk about it. You can start bringing that into the picture. Like, there's so many things that you do. And I'm going I'm to get into that in probably a later video. But, yeah, this this was not good. This is this was one of the worst things I've seen. Um, it's right up there with Morbius. Like, I, I, I can't stand this movie, and it has no place. Like, they should literally just delete this thing. So I appreciate you guys sticking with me. By all means, what do you think should happen in the comments? Tell me what do you think their next move should be from here. What you what, what, what would you have changed in the movie? What character would you have brought in? What would you have made a Spider-Man movie about as opposed to this? Because right now, none of this was needed. You could have brought Madam Web in in an entirely different fashion and still had her be effective as a character. But, again, I'm just going to get riled up. So, hey, that's all I got for this. Again, I'll hear from you in the comments. Again, thank you guys for joining in, and I'll catch you guys in the next one.